Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with my friends Johnny and Carissa. It was a great conversation about being socially awkward, liking nerdy shit, listening to weirdo music, playing in bands, and other stuff like that. So, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff and you haven't listened to it, go back sometime and check it out. They're a blast. I had a lot of fun talking to them. But if you're one of the people who did listen to the episode, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And hey, you know, thanks for coming back. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Okay, so Christmas just happened this past week, and I hope everyone had a great holiday. I had probably the best Christmas that I've had since I was a child, honestly. Not a big holiday guy, not a big family guy. Usually sit at home and pretend the rest of the world doesn't exist on days like Christmas, but this year I did the exact opposite, to say the least, kinda. Well, you know, as I mentioned last week, I spent my holiday in New York City with my uncle and kind of went off and did my own thing as well. I've never really had the opportunity to spend several days up there with no real plans, obligations, or other people to entertain. So it was really awesome just getting to explore and become even more familiar with the city. I've finally gotten to the point now where I know the layout of everything and the subway system and I could get around just about wherever without even needing Google Maps or any of that shit. Like, I, I just, I know what's going on. I might have to, if I have to look up an address for something, sure, but as far as just, like, general idea, I'm pretty good. And it was, it was a lot of fun just getting lost in the city. You know, I, uh, bought myself some Christmas presents, some records, obviously, you know, I also stopped by Manhattan Portage, got a new backpack that I've been drooling over online for the past few months. I drank a lot of good beer, ate a lot of great food that I'm sure wasn't very good for me, and I had some good coffee, and I hung out in a couple cafes with my MacBook, looking all important and hip and shit in fucking Brooklyn, and I was just working on some shit for the new Sykes album, looking all intellectual, like I was doing something important. <laughs> and uh, to top it all off, I actually made some new friends, which is actually a really awesome story that I'm going to get around to eventually, but I want to talk about a couple other things first. With Christmas finally being out of the way, that means New Year's is just around the corner. And it's only a couple days away now by the time you're hearing this, which means this is actually going to be the last episode of the year. And because it's the last episode of the year, I wanted to do something different and put together like an end of the year wrap up episode and just reflect a little bit on the evolution of the podcast and maybe even check in with some people who were on the show this year already and see what they've been up to since we last spoke. I think it's going to be really nice. I'm going to, you know, call some people up and we'll see what goes on. So, hey, sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. Okay, so as some of you already know, longtime listeners and things like that, my Uncle Timmy, a.k.a. Aunt Tina, 
who I spent the holiday with in New York, was actually one of the first guests on my show, episode 6. And I had fully intended on recording a short update with him for this episode while I was staying at his place, but I just completely dropped the fucking ball on it. I didn't have my gear on me, and I was just too busy running around anyways, so how about we give him a quick call now, and we'll just do it that way. Alright, let's do it. Hey there. Yeah, hello. Hi. What's going on? What are you up to? I'm watching Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> Long time no talk. I know. So what did, what did you just get up now? Did you get some sleep? I did get some sleep. Um, I got up a few hours ago actually and made lunch and then I've just been playing catch up all day with different things. I wanted to actually, yeah. I wanted to record this conversation with you. When I was sure. when I was up in New York, but I was just so busy and I completely forgot about it. Oh, you were so busy! Oh, it's fun to be on the phone. Yeah, yeah, this this works too. So the last time that we talked on the podcast, you were one of the first episodes that I did, and um, oh my god, you, you've been working on the book a lot since then. That was almost a year ago. Whenever we talked to you before, so you know, sometimes Brian, it's like it's like a, looking for a well in a desert. You know, you're. You're always going into your your subconscious and digging out more and more. And um, I was trying to write really, really, really fast um, and really finish the book. Um, I started doing that two years ago when Stu um, first said at Simon and Schuster, "I really think we can get you a deal." And you know me, you know I'm, I'm I'm a fast talker, I'm a fast writer, but there's a lot of things I want to say. But I try to do it really fast because I I thought every time I went into the well, like the water would dry up if I didn't get it out. <laughs> You know, fast enough, like, you know, I'll forget my ideas. We talk about that all the time, like writing things in your notebooks and what if I forget this. And But then I, I've discovered, and this movie is really um, symbolizes that, that the well, you know, it's there's always another well, and, and it's, it's pretty much inexhaustible, the well of my memory and, you know, and all the emotions that happen. And I don't, so now I don't rush so much. I kind of just go in and, take the thoughts and the memories out of what I remember from, from my childhood, and then I, I I put it on the paper. Don't worry about it drying up so much. So oh, it's coming out so long. There's still a lot more desert to go across. It doesn't make any sense to you at all. But, um, I'm not so scared about it now because I'm I'm taking my time, and I'm, but I write every day. You know, God knows we're both writers. I, I do a good, like, you know, six, eight-hour a day you know, every day until I completely burn out and then I'll take kind of a day off. But um, anyways, so it's going, it's going really well. And that's pretty much all I do, except, you know, model new for art schools. Yeah. In between. We talked about this when I was up there. And yeah. as I said before, yeah. it, it's awesome. I'm glad everything's going really good. But, um, you know, I think that some people listen to the podcast will be excited to hear about this because you, your episode was a pretty popular one. A lot of people did like it. If it can inspire so. any other um, well, <laughs> writers and artists, but not just that, just anybody who's who's um, lived through a really difficult situation. I mean, you know, I mean, just to quote, you know, that great campaign, it, it gets better. You know, it does, but, you know, you have to... Um, you, you do have to work on it, but not beat yourself up when you've been through a, a tough life like this, which, you know, you know, so many people have that, you know, you do have to get help. And, and people, you know, and people get sick, they get a flu or they break a bone, they go to a doctor. But, you know, for mental health, 
you know, that still could be such a stigma, you know, in the world and, you know, and in America and I guess many places um, that people are afraid, you know, to get help when they're going through depression, like my mom, because her generation was taught to go dye your hair and my mom was so pretty. Your grandma was like, what do you got to be worried about? You're a beautiful woman. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have three kids to raise. My husband got a kind of Kmart to kill us. And they're just going, go dye your hair. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot. And um, if anyone should get help, I mean, um, uh, seriously, I go to the, as you know, Brian, I go to, I go to my therapy once a week. And I, I just talk for 45 minutes. And it's different than talking to a friend. Not that it's any lesser, you know. Um, or, or any greater than, than talking to a close friend. But it's good to talk to someone who's, who's objective and your advocate because, you know, therapists and psychologists are very much on your side. So you can just talk and say exactly what you're feeling and what you went through without feeling like you're going to be judged, that you might feel from a, a, another family member or a friend because you don't want to upset them. But, you know, they're okay to listen and they're educated to listen and know what to do. And, and it's been great help to just get things off my chest and, and someone to help me, you know, work out some of these things. And they're extremely supportive. And, um, yeah, so I recommend that. So my book can help people just to be happier when they go through tough times. And people like my mom, because women, Brian, we just talked about that when you were just here this, you know, yesterday, women still go through abuse and get beaten constantly. And, and even though it's not, you know, the 40s and 50s anymore, um, they still often don't seek help. They keep getting beaten up because of the shame factor, and they keep thinking they deserved it, you know, which was, which was what, you know, people go through, like my mom and, and my mom, and of course your mom, picked that up for my mom and they just get really involved with very inappropriate men and and behaviors because of their low self esteem. And, and if this can help in any way, shape or form, you know, I'm hoping it will to help people to realize that they don't deserve to be treated badly and they and they also have to treat themselves better too. Absolutely. That's oh, oh, a mouthful I know. Every video for show. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to talk, and sure. you know I'm going to be seeing you again real soon. So yeah, come, come back soon. Come back any old time. That's all I do is fight. You're you're welcome any time. And um, hello to all your fans. <laughs> so uh, thanks. And I and I guess I'll end it with um my 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 usual tagline: Have a Doris Day and a Gladys Night. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Okay, bye. All right, get some sleep. I will. Bye. 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 Okay, well, that was nice. Hey, catching up with Uncle Timmy. All right, so let me tell you some more about my trip now. Uh, on Christmas Day, I spent a large chunk of my morning and afternoon just aimlessly exploring. A lot of the details here could be skipped, but what happened was that I eventually stumbled into Koreatown and found this super condensed block of shops that just really caught my eye. It's on 32nd Street, I believe, in between, like, 5th and 6th Avenue. Pretty close to the Empire State Building, actually, so it's definitely not hidden or anything. I just somehow never noticed it before. Anyways, I start walking down the street, and about halfway down, realize that just about every single place on this tiny block is either a Korean barbecue joint or a karaoke bar. And it's fucking awesome. Then I start, like, looking up from the ground level up into the, the sky, and I notice 
that, uh, you know, just about every building on this block has multiple businesses located inside each of them on each individual floor, which are all more Korean barbecue places and karaoke bars. And there was just no way in hell I was going to just stroll through, move on with my day. So this is, I'm here now. So I'm looking around, peeking my head into every window. And then I remember that it's still Christmas day. And it's only about 4 p.m. at this time. So I tell myself that I'm going to come back tomorrow night, Friday night. I want to see this place when the sun's down and, you know, the lights are bright and people are around and it's alive. Because right now on Christmas Day, not a whole lot going on. Um, confident in my decision, you know, I move about my day, go forth. And I go get some dinner at Zion Famous Foods. I don't even know if that's how it's pronounced. But it's uh it's in Midtown and the place is just entirely outrageous. It's an entirely different level of delicious. Uh, I had been there before this trip, so I knew what I was walking into. But still, that that fucking place is just unreal. If you're ever up there, go up there. It's it's so tiny and always filled to the brim with too many fucking people. And uh, another cool thing about that place is they also have a playlist curated by the owner of the shop or like the manager or something that's exclusively old hip-hop mixed with different like Asian hip-hop and just having that soundtrack bumping in the background while you're just like stuffed in this tiny space with like people shoving food in their faces it's just like it's so definitively New York to me it's just awesome I love going there highly recommend it um, the mixture of people and cultures when I go in there is just a great experience and I love it, you know, but speaking of old school hip hop flavors, um, I've been, uh, thinking about my dude Momon Nadon cause I know he's been up to a lot and I think he just put out a new CD since we last spoke in August. We were talking about, he was getting ready to put out that, uh, that disc with late bloomer and I'm pretty sure it came out. So how about we give him a call and check in and see what Momon Nadon's been up to. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Sucks. It's good. Just uh, wanted to give you a call to touch base. It's been a while since we talked, and uh, I wanted to see how things were going. I know since the last time we talked, that album you did with Late Bloomer came out, the uh, Circular Signals. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's uh, the album's called Circular Signals. It's myself, Momo Nadon, and the Late Bloomer from New Jersey, who is a rapper and producer. Uh, he made all the beats himself. And me and him rap on all of them. We have uh, a few guest appearances, but it's mostly me and him. In introspective type of lyrics, grown folk stuff. Uh, all the beats are real gritty, boom bap type shit that everybody talks about not hearing anymore. So <laughs> here it is. Yeah. And uh, it seems like it's getting received pretty well from what I've seen. So you're getting good feedback on it? Yeah, actually, definitely like, the best I've got so far off any project. That's awesome. You played um, a show in Jersey, didn't you? Like a CD release Yeah, we thing? actually did the uh, album release show. Like the official, we, we, we released it on the internet and we had hard copies available the day that we were in Jersey for that show. So it was like we did the release there. That's what's up. So where can people get this album now? Uh, you, they can get it on Google Play. You can preview it or download it there. You can preview it or download it on iTunes. You can preview the entire thing on Spotify or YouTube. Also, 
if you're in Pittsburgh, you can get hard copies at 720 Records in Lawrenceville. You can get hard copies at Soundcat Records in Bloomfield. And if you're anywhere else and you want an actual CD, you can go to circularsignals.bigcartel.com and you can order one there. That's what's sending, up. I've been sending a couple out, you know, every week, so it's been going pretty good. A lot of people say that, like, CDs are dead, but I know a ton of people would still fuck with them, so I don't know. I think that that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know for me, I always like to have the hard copy of something because it's just nice to have it in your hands. Yeah. Um. Speaking of being in Pittsburgh, do you think there will be any shows in Pittsburgh with the two of you? Anything planned? Yeah, I have some, a couple things in mind, but and I have like a rough time that I'm looking at, but I don't want to talk about anything yet. But there will be something. There will be Mo Monadon and the Late Bloomer. Yeah. Circular Signal show in Pittsburgh, like sometime in the next couple months. Yeah. I'm just trying to do. I've had a lot of like go-to venues closed down and uh yeah 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 i know and uh you know it's gonna be popping i want it to be like a special event so i'm just trying to figure out how to do it right and then once once i get everything in line i'll, I'll announce it okay i'll be looking forward to that i saw that there's some new fortified phonetic stuff starting to happen yeah we we had the name of the uh project we wanted to start we we, we actually sat down and picked the name like couple months back did you pick the name first because you want to try to like maybe like build around like a concept yeah kind of it's not going to be like a full-on concept album but yeah. we did uh sit down together i don't remember what the purpose of the meeting was but we, we <laughs> you know the purpose of the meeting was to like think about what we want to do for our next album sure we haven't really talked about it because we've all been doing solo stuff and i've been busy with my projects but since you know certain signals when we're wrapping up we're we we do so many shows that we're like, man, we need new material and we need to yeah. people, like a new album and we need new stuff to perform. So let's like get together and plan out the next album. So we sat down and threw back some ideas back and forth and uh, picked a name for the album. That's so, cool. Like I said, it's not going to be a concept album, but we we want to do like set the vibe. You That's know what's what I mean? up. At least you have a point of reference to go to. You yeah. Know? Yeah, right. and how's uh how's the solo stuff coming along? I remember you said you were working on your masterpiece when we talked. Yeah, I haven't started that. That's gonna be after. <laughs> be after the, the four. After the four to five phonetics, then you'll you'll get to working on your uh your Mona Lisa. I do have another. I do have a solo EP. Well, it's like me and this this one producer from Pittsburgh. Okay. And I'm gonna stop like in the next like couple months or so. Just, you know keep everything moving so you're just grinding like you're just really busy yeah the time is now yeah dude i man i feel like i need to do more stuff i always like i'm always working on something but it's like i've just been like putting together the same album for the past two years just about year and a half we'll say just like the same 10 songs just really crafting them and i think that they're gonna sound good but i wish that i could just like do it quicker and then just put stuff out faster but i overthink everything i don't know yeah Sometimes you just gotta be done with it and be like, "This is it, boom." Yeah. <laughs> Usually, you're your own worst critic. Definitely. <laughs> I can pick apart something for one song for the rest of my life, but I get to a point where I'm like, "All right." Yeah, I think that the thing that really changed was getting the live band behind me because now I'm working around their schedules. Yeah. It was so much quicker before when I could just make a beat myself and then record it, and then it's done. 
So I might actually, after this album's done, do like a solo, solo album again with no band just to like put something out quicker again because I don't want to wait another two years to release an album after this one. Yeah. I can't do that. So we'll see what happens. Who knows? I already, I have other projects too. So I feel you like it'll happen when it happens. Yeah. But, uh, it was good catching up and, uh, I look forward to, uh, that show whenever it happens. I'll definitely make it out. So I'll be keeping an eye out for it. Yeah. Did did I have that surface level record sampler out last time we talked? Uh, I don't think, I think, I know yeah. the website was up and we plugged the website, but I don't think there was the sampler yet. Yeah, that's another thing. We, uh, my label, my crew, um, Surface Level Records, we have a free sampler, a music sampler, which basically equals out to a 20-track album. It um, releases from all of us. There's like eight of us, and there's two different groups inside there. You can get future releases, past releases, and there's a bunch of exclusives on there that didn't come out on anything else. So if you go to surfacelevelrecords.com and go to releases, you can download it right there for free. Yeah, anybody listening to this should do it because it's free music and it's good. Check it out. There's so much music out there right now, and it's really hard for people that aren't aware to know what to check out. So you just kind of have to tell them, like, this is what you need to check out. I know. <laughs> Grab people on the street and shake them. Like, it's out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk, and it was good catching up. I'll be seeing you soon, I'm sure. All right, Sykes. Peace. All right, take it easy. You know, Momaw's not the only dude from Surface Level that I had on the podcast this year. I also had my friend, uh, Stillboard Identity, Cody Cody Jones, whatever you know him as. He was on the show, and now, you know, I just talked to Momaw. Why not? Why don't we give Cody a call? See what the fuck he's been up to. All right, let's do that now. Hello. Hello. What up, man? Hello. Not much. What are you doing? I'm just uh hanging out, giving you a call to catch up and see what you've been up to since the last time I saw you. How you been? Staying out of trouble? Yeah, yeah, staying out of trouble for sure. Playing shows, mostly local. A couple one-offs out of town. Working, trying to skate a little bit. Same old, hanging with the girlfriends. Yeah, you uh making it through the winter, all right, with your skateboard? Uh, yeah. One of my friends has a. Uh, a studio where he shoots photos, so like probably once a week we'll go up there and skate. Or if it's like over 30 degrees, I'll try and skate outside once a week. Yeah, yeah, it really hasn't gotten too bad, which is fortunate for you, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. How's the zine going? Uh, it's good, man. I've, this last issue's been taking me, I've probably got like four months in it already where I haven't really done anything. Okay. I got like two interviews for it, with um, one with Astronautilus and one with uh, Steve Mikes. Cool, cool, cool. kind of like jagging around, putting it all together and getting all my other like little stories and reviews and stuff like that in place. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's that's a lot of work putting all that stuff together, I imagine. And plus, yeah. this time of year gets really hectic, I think, for everybody. Just with other yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. Depending on any uh, big plans for 2015 with you. You got any, uh, you thinking about your New Year's resolution or anything like that? No. Out last year, which was actually like pretty helpful. Yeah. But uh, I haven't really put too much thought into what I'm going to do next year. I know I want to, as far as music, I want to release an EP because I haven't put anything out in a while. And I got a bunch of new music I've been kind of working on that I'd like to put out that I never will unless I give myself a deadline for. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I hear Actually, you. I hurt my ankle. I sprained my foot after I talked to you the last time. After I was like, yeah, I never get hurt. And then I fucking, like right before I went on some tour, like uh, probably a week before, I sprained my foot and had to go on tour on crutches and stuff. I think I saw you, and I think you came to one of my shows. And oh, you had, yeah, yeah, man, the cr- played that rant fest. Yeah, 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 so I saw you. And- that was like my first or second night on crutches. And my girlfriend went out of town, and I was, like, so pissed off. And I just, like, crutched all over. <laughs> like, I was fighting. I'm like, I'm not sitting at home by myself. Yeah. And then I had to try and, like, walk my dog. And then her cat ran out, and I, like, fell down the steps. Oh, so no. I was definitely a mess for a little bit. Oh, uh, no. And that, that happened, yeah. uh, that happened skating? Yeah, I did it skating. Yeah, I guess it happened. Yeah, yeah gotta pay your dues. <laughs> I wasn't mad about it or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's there's people that have done a lot worse than that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Weren't you doing some skate videos or something? I mean, I always, I always try to film a little bit. I know for a while it's just like posting old videos that I had been like online and stuff. I don't know. I'd like to actually do a video again. I did a, probably haven't like filmed the part since I was like 19 or something like that. Yeah. Which is like seven years ago. I don't know. I'd like to make a video because I might end up moving out of Pittsburgh within a couple of years or something. See where my girlfriend ends up in uh, med school. Oh. So it'd be cool to make, like, one last, like, hurrah. You know, because it's going to be, like, tough to move somewhere else and, like, meet a bunch of dudes that you want to, like, skate and, like, film with or whatever. I'll be, like, kind of pushing 30, you know? Yeah, yeah. Same, <laughs> same story here. Well, shit, dude. Yeah. You know, uh, glad you're doing all right and you're up to the same old grind that you're usually up to. It's good to hear from you. We'll have to link up soon. Yeah, for sure. You got anything going on? I'm finishing up the Sykes album. Yeah, I've been reading about that. Yeah, I got like all the music and stuff done. I just got to track the vocals. So right. are you recording all that yourself? Um, no, I'm actually. I usually do it all myself, but uh, it's kind of hard doing it, and yeah. I always have a hard time just because, like, I can't focus yeah. on my performance when I'm like worried about tracking it right and shit and trying to get it to sound good. So. I'm just going to put that in somebody else's hands and have them be like, yeah, that was a good take. You don't have to do it 10 more times telling yourself right. that it sucked over and over and over again because it sounded fine. So I just need somebody yeah. else's ear for it, you know? So hopefully it'll be a, a smooth process. Hell yeah. I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon, be playing a show, or I'll come see you play, or you'll come see me play, or we'll just whatever. We'll be somewhere, and we'll see each other. Yeah, for sure, man. Hopefully. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk, and I'll just uh, I'll talk to you later. Oh right, yeah, man. Thanks for calling. I'll talk to you later, dude. All right, cool. Uh, glad he's doing good. Cody's the man. I'm stoked to hear that new Stillborn Identity if it comes out next year. I'll be keeping an ear out for it, like I said. But anyways, let's get back into this little story I've been telling you here. Um, after I'd eaten the huge plate of noodles at Zion's Famous Foods, I was about ready to tap out. I was. It was still pretty early, only maybe like 7 p.m. or something, but I had been exploring pretty much for the past two days nonstop at this point, and I had a fucking blister on the bottom of my foot, I was exhausted, I was fucking over it, you know. So I'm heading back to my uncle's place, but I seriously cannot stop thinking about Koreatown. It's almost as if there was like some force tugging on my shirt, saying, go back. Go back now, Brian. Just fucking do it. 
So like, I was like, ah, eh, fuck it. And just basically without any further question, I walked down the first set of subway steps that I saw, caught a train down the 34th, and walked a couple blocks over back to Koreatown. And I get there, and the sun's down, the lights are bright, and people are around. Even though it's, you know, still Christmas night, people had managed to make it out of their homes by the time the sun set. So it was basically everything I was hoping to see the following day. And, but with a rested body and an empty stomach, you know, with plenty of room for consumption. But whatever, I was there, it was time to indulge. But then, almost immediately, it was back to the challenge of picking a place to go. I decided that I couldn't eat another thing after I just ate all those noodles, so I ruled out all the barbecue places, but a drink or two seemed doable. So now, the challenge was against me and the social anxiety of <laughs> walking into a Korean karaoke bar by myself on Christmas in New York City. Like, how am I not going to look like a weirdo? So I'm looking and looking and looking, and honestly, I'm thinking about chumping out. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm feeling really nervous and intimidated about going into any of these places, but for some reason, I notice a sign for a place called The Spot Karaoke Lounge. And I don't know why, but something about the word lounge really took the edge off for me. It made me think of like a relaxed atmosphere where I could sit at a bar by myself and watch someone perform some karaoke from across the room. And then I noticed that it was on the ninth floor of this building and I had to take an elevator up to get to it. The ninth fucking floor. You couldn't even see it from the street if you tried to look up. And it was just so completely off the fucking grid that it just seemed cool. It just seemed like this is it. So I was going there. I spent probably about 20 minutes looking at different places on the street before that, but my decision to finally walk into this place was probably made up in about like 20 seconds or so. So I walk into the elevator, hit the ninth floor button, and I'm on my way up. And I'm just realizing now that the story's getting pretty long and I haven't really even gotten to the... I haven't gotten into it yet. So how about we take a break from this? We'll call another friend, and then I'll pick back up after. We're just going to kind of, like, use this to weave everything together. Hopefully it works. But, you know, all this talk about being outgoing and stuff is making me wonder what Megan Fair has been up to. Uh, you know, I know she's been in school and working and all that boring stuff. Ugh. But most importantly, she had mentioned wanting to start a power violence band the last time we spoke, so I need to check in on that chaos and see how that's going. So, let's give her a call and see what's up. Please enjoy this Verizon ringback tone while your party is reached. That seems about right. Hey! Hello! What's up? Not much. So proceed. How's it going? I mean, it's going pretty good, you know? Yeah. How you been? Tell me about everything you've done in your life in five minutes. In five minutes. Whew. Okay, well, the semester was, like, crazy, crazy busy because um, the radio station is, like, in the process of rebranding. Okay. Which is, like, a giant endeavor that I didn't, like, you don't even think about what goes into that, but... Right now, we're in the process of, like, sketching out new logos and, like, planning on how we're going to, like, 
make everything match and we're talking about synergy and we sound like middle-aged business people, but okay. it's a lot of fun and it's kind of cool to like have the creative freedom to completely rebrand an organization that's been around for like almost 45 years. So Yeah, that seems like a learning experience. You're probably oh, it is. <laughs> getting some good lessons out of that. Definitely. So the last time we talked... You had mentioned that you wanted to start a power violence band, and I'm assuming that hasn't that hasn't worked out, has it? It's way harder to find people who are interested <laughs> in power violence than one might think. <laughs> um, actually, like I have a friend Max who's an awesome bassist, and so we have mutually decided that no matter what, in January we're going to sit down and we're going to write a record and we're going to record it all ourselves and then just, like, hope people are interested in it. Yeah, totally. And we can, like, fill it out, but... Any idea what kind of music or you don't care? You just want to make music? Max and I are definitely going to do, like, the power violence hardcore thing, um, but I'm also probably going to start up, like, a folk duo with my future roommate, Kelly, and I got asked to join, like, a surf rock band and need a drummer, so kind of dabbling in a little bit of everything. I just, like, want to play music while I'm at school. Do you think you're going to have time for all that? I will make time for all of that. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> I'm living a 15-credit-hour life, so... That's okay. like what normal people take, but I feel like I have a lot of extra time. That's really, really good. So you think you did okay this semester? I'm assuming your finals are done and everything. You made it through? Yes. I was uh, waiting on my my last grade for my management class, which like, ugh, management class? Like, I don't know. It just seems really dumb to me. But <laughs> I ended up with like a 3.85, so I'm pretty pleased. With, okay. That's with what? That's what out, of, out of four? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, you working? You have a job? I do. I work at Chipotle. I've worked there since February. I so. knew that. I knew that. God damn it. I already knew that. Okay. It is okay, but I worked my first, like, burrito, um, oh. like, on Halloween when everyone yeah. comes in and gets, like, a $3 burrito, and wow, that sucks. That is not a good time. How was that in, like, a college town? Ah, terrible. People, like put on paper bunny ears and they're like oh i'm in a costume it's like oh yeah you don't deserve this three dollar burrito yo i went to chipotle once this is a true story on halloween and i'll like i just i just took an empty picture frame and held it up to my face and said i was a painting and it worked did it not only did it work for about a year at like, any time i'd go back into that chipotle or like oh hey it's the picture frame guy <laughs> Like, they remembered me. You're a legend. Yes, I was a legend at that Chipotle. Maybe if I went back to that one, they would remember me, but I moved. That's when I was living in the South Hills. I don't live out there anymore, so. Gotcha. I bet they would. If they have any of the same crew members, Chipotles, like, have notoriously bad turnover. Oh, yeah. In terms of, like, people who stay for a long time. Yeah, I go to the one downtown at least once or twice a week, and there's always somebody new in there. It's just yeah. a nightmare. Anything else you would like to update the world on? Um, I mean, last time I made a great poop pun. I've really been trying to think about, like, how I can improve upon it, but <laughs> I really couldn't come up with anything else. But I don't really have the freedom to make jokes about it anymore because I'm, like, officially now, like, it sounds so douchey to say, but I'm, like, an ovo pescatarian. So I eat eggs and I eat fish. Okay. 
But it has improved my health by leaps and bounds. So for anyone who's thinking about making that leap, I highly recommend it. Okay, so wait, you were doing the vegetarian thing for a while, right? I remember that. Yes, yes. So you've gone back to the fish thing. Yeah, I started eating fish again because I realized that, like, fish never really made me sick. Sure. And so it's really hard to avoid, like, I don't know, all my friends always want to get sushi. And, like, you only have, like, two options if you get just the veggie sushi. So... I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it again. I didn't get sick, so that was good. And I've been eating egg whites, too, and, like, egg whites don't make me sick, and it's a nice way to get protein. So, especially on, like, a dining hall diet, like, there's really not a ton of options. Yeah, whenever I went to the vegetarian thing, it only lasted, I was only, like, total vegetarian for maybe a couple weeks, and then I went back on the fish train. I feel like it keeps me balanced. Yeah. And also, I'm someone who eats out a lot, like, in social situations, and right. if you're trying to do a 100% vegetarian diet, I don't know how you can eat out and have friends, honestly. Right. It's impossible. It's really hard. <laughs> it's super, super hard unless, like, you're okay with eating French fries and cheese sticks everywhere you go. Exactly. I'm like, that's not even good for you. I'm no. like, well, the point of being <laughs> no. vegetarian is, like, it'll improve your health. But if all you can get at a restaurant is, like, a grilled cheese, like, no, useless. Yeah, I mean, if you have the whole, like, animal thing, you feel bad for the fish or whatever, I don't know. I never had right. that sort of, that wasn't why I decided to start doing this. So I'm like, whatever, I'm going right. to eat some fish. Give me it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was really good to catch up with you. I hope that maybe I will run into you in person at some point in time. I don't know when the hell that'll ever happen, but who knows? Yeah, I really hope it does. Um, I'm like just trying to get out to Pittsburgh more. I went for a bottle the other day and I was like, man, people are actually like doing stuff and hanging out out here. Like, yeah. I'm just sitting at home when I'm on break. So. Well, hey, enjoy your holiday and keep up all the, the good work. Hey, thanks. Same to you. It was nice to catch up. For sure. Hey, have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that was lovely. Megan is so awesome. Uh, You really don't meet many people with that amount of genuine passion, motivation, and work ethic very often. So I'm glad to know her. If you don't know her, you should go back and listen to the episode. It's uh, episode 22 that I did with Megan on the podcast and, you know, just see what she's all about. It's a great episode and I'm glad to see that she's still pushing forward, doing what she got to do to get what she got to get done, done. (laughs) But, uh, anyways, you know, every time I think of Megan, I can't help but think of how I met Megan for the first time, which was actually through my other friend, Christmas, which, you know, she was on the podcast back towards the beginning as well episode 11 and i'm sure a lot of you already know christmas but i feel like we should probably give her a call now out in chicago see what the hell she's been up to you know it's the holidays let's catch up with christmas on christmas i'm christmas i'm really sorry about that that was a really bad joke but uh yeah we'll call her and then i'm gonna continue on with my korea korea town story afterwards okay christmas let's call her now word Hello? Well, hello there. Hey, how's it going, you? Uh, really good. How's it going with you? It's going pretty okay, you know? I'm just hanging out. I'm working on this new album that I'm trying to do, but 
then again, I feel like I'm always trying to do a new album. So same old shit. <laughs> I love that about you, though. You never stop working. But it's not about me. It's about you. How's life? How have you been since we last talked? Uh, things are really good. Uh, I turned 30 yesterday, so this past weekend was my birthday weekend, and I had I had a dinner on Saturday and a brunch on Sunday. Um, I bought a Groupon, and I'm going to Australia in February. I'm going for two weeks. I feel like it's probably maybe the only time that I ever get the opportunity to do something like this. So I started working for Lyft part-time. It's like, it's like Uber, but friendlier. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We have we have Lyft here and Uber. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Uber or Lyft is like way less rapey than Uber. <laughs> um, What's rapey about Uber? You didn't read that stuff. Okay, so last week or the week before, I think it was in Chicago, an Uber driver, um, I think, raped or attempted to rape one of his female passengers. Oh no! And when the police investigated it, they realized that. Uber had never done a background check on this guy or something. Um, and in 2012, he was arrested for the exact same crime. That so, is awful. That is horrible. They're lost. Yeah. <laughs> but I started, I started doing, I started doing Lyft to make a couple extra bucks. Yeah. Um, so I can go to Australia and just be as reckless and live as luxuriously as I want. That's awesome. So, huh? That'll be sweet. And we're snorkeling the Great Barrier Reef, which is like a lifetime achievement thing for me. It's a, a bucket list item. So that's something that will most likely not exist in our lifetime because it's it's like being depleted so quickly and it's the corals are getting bleached, mm. which is not good. No. Not good news. No. It'll probably be gone <laughs> in our lifetime. So I think that would be really neat. And I'm going to go and snuggle a koala. We're going to go to one of the sanctuaries <laughs> and pull the koala. That not get my is really involved. fucking cool. I wish I was going somewhere cool. Jeez. <laughs> I've been saving for this trip for, forever. Yeah. That... And I, I, I've had a pen pal since I was 13 years old, and I am likely going to meet my pen pal. For that is going to be adorable and heartwarming. <laughs> He's a fitness model and he has no neck. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> How did you meet this guy? How did this happen? Do you remember uh, Do you remember AIM when you... Yeah. I know you remember AIM. Of course I remember. You, remember yeah. when you could, you, could, you could search for like a common interest? Yeah. To find other people. So my favorite band at the time was the Ataris. Okay. So I searched for the Ataris and this dude also loved the Ataris. So we talked about music back and forth. And then he started mailing me pop punk CDs from Australia, bands like Friends of Rom and One um, Dollar Short. He would send me these CDs from Australia, and then I would send him American punk music that wasn't imported over there. Yeah. Or if it was, they would sell no effects CDs at the store for twenty dollars. We can get them here for five bucks. Yeah, isn't so I would get him. Go ahead. I was gonna say, isn't Australia really expensive? Supposedly insane it's insanely expensive yeah it's bananas well i'm glad you're doing really well you seem like you're making a great life for yourself out there you're still with that guy that you did the podcast he was here is that guy still in your life yep nick and i are nick and i are still together it's awesome he's a badass he's the nicest person i've ever met 
That's good. I'm glad that that's working out. I'm glad that work is working out for you. I'm glad that you're working more on top of as much as you already work to go to a foreign country for two weeks and live like Jay-Z. <laughs> I'll I, be like, I'll be, I'll be reverse Iggy Azalea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can come back and write a rap album about Australia and I'll record it. Didn't she come to the United States to learn how to rap like a, like someone from Atlanta? So I'll go there and learn how to rap with an Australian accent. Yeah. That's a really good idea. But seriously, I miss you and I miss everybody back home. And I hope that everybody will come visit me at some point, please. I think I could speak on behalf of everybody when I say that we all miss you too. It's been really nice talking to you and catching up briefly. And happy birthday again. Thank you. And thanks for having me on again. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Stay out of trouble. I will do my best. Okie dokie. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, catching up with Christmas, catching up with everybody. I really like this. This is cool. Uh, but back to the fucking Koreatown story. So I'm on the elevator getting ready to go up to the spot karaoke lounge. This place is on the ninth floor. I'm on the elevator with three other people in this particular moment. It's one of those, you know, quiet elevator full of people and dead silence moments. And I feel like everyone on the elevator is kind of like, where the fuck is this white guy going? It's awkward a little bit, but there's no turning back. I'm doing this. It should also be noted that unless I say otherwise, every single person I talk about in this story is Korean or some type of Asian descent. Not that it really matters, I just want to paint the picture for you a little bit better. So, two of the people on the elevator appear to be a couple on a date or something normal like that, and the other person has a cart full of, like, supplies and produce, veggies, and shit like that. So, I assume he was an employee of whatever was on the fifth floor of the building, because that's where he got off. Um, now, in the few seconds that the elevator door was open on the fifth floor, I actually saw a wall full of, like, picture disc vinyl records displayed behind glass, and I was able to make out a copy of, like, Venom's Black Metal and some David Bowie album. Like, maybe it might have been Aladdin Sane or some weird David Bowie bootleg or something, but there was, like, a whole wall full of records, and I was all like, what the fuck? This looks awesome! So now I had a backup plan, because if... The ninth floor was creepy, or if it sucked, I could at least go back down to the fifth floor and check out the records and see what was going on there. I'm assuming it wasn't at the karaoke place. It definitely wasn't a record store. But, anyways, but anyways, you know, I was feeling more comfortable in general about the whole situation now because I saw some vinyl records, and it was something familiar to me. And, uh, yeah, I have no fucking idea why. So... The doors open up again. We're on the ninth floor. I step out of the elevator along with the couple who I shared the ride up with. And there's another awkward moment when the host automatically assumes that all three of us are together. I have to explain that I'm by myself, but he was super chill and nice. And all three of us ended up sitting at the bar anyways next to each other. So in retrospect, it, it really didn't matter. Um, another woman comes over and checks our IDs. And she checks mine and goes, oh, hey, I'm from Pennsylvania, too. Yay! It was cute. And the place is pretty much empty. 
and everyone so far has been really nice. There's a couple girls in the back singing karaoke songs, but it's not very loud or obnoxious. The atmosphere is really relaxed, and at that point, all of the weight on my shoulders is like completely lifted. I'm feeling really good about this decision to go back to Koreatown and try a place out. It's still pretty early at this point, like somewhere between 8 and 9 p.m., I'm guessing. So I'm thinking I could get a drink or two, watch some of the uh, karaoke, take in the atmosphere, and head back to my uncle's before 10. Because I'd been going all day and I was already pretty tired. But then the night, uh, the night got a little bit different. Things started to change. You see, the uh, the girl who took my all my ugh, the girl who took my ID. I apologize for the. I'm trying to remember all this shit. The girl who took my ID was also the bartender, and um, she gets me a drink, and we start talking about Pittsburgh and Philly, and we just get to know each other a little bit. Small talk, bar talk, just bullshitting. Nothing too special, but it was nice. And uh, shortly after, another bartender comes over to me, and she asks me about my holiday. Her English is pretty good, but I can tell that she's just getting used to having actual conversations in person. So I tell her about my day a little bit and ask her about how her holiday was. And then we slowly get into this really, really awesome conversation about the like differences between American and Korean cultures, the differences between the languages, the education systems, and like overall work ethics. It was nuts. Uh, her story was basically that she's, uh, she lives just outside of Seoul in South Korea. And, you know, I think she goes to like school or does some sort of internship in Seoul, but she was basically on what she was calling a vacation in New York city, doing something involving like fashion school and like business and also working at this karaoke lounge on her vacation. So crazy work ethic, super nice, super Super nice girl. Super interested in learning about culture. And <laughs> you have no idea how bad I wish I could have recorded this conversation. Because it was probably one of the most unexpected and engaging conversations I've ever had in my life. It would have made a great episode. Anyways, I know this has been dragging out for a while. But the big point that I'm trying to make... With this whole story is that one year ago I don't think I could have had this conversation or any of the conversations that followed it but doing this podcast has really opened me up socially seriously and I honestly didn't realize how much it has really shaped me and changed me until it was going on 2 a.m. and I had not only made friends with both of the bartenders who just started giving me drinks but I had also befriended the couple who rode up in the elevator with me at the beginning of my story who actually weren't a couple at all for the record but they were both really funny and really nice um there was one other person in the bar who wasn't Asian and it was actually a black gentleman in maybe his mid-twenties, who I saw do R. Kelly's Ignition back-to-back with Radiohead's Creep. It was fucking awesome. Now, he, he wasn't, like, a very good singer, but he was just awesome anyways. He was getting it. And uh, me and all my new homies, we ended up going off into, like, 
a huge tangent about RPGs and the Final Fantasy series, and, like, I obviously know my shit about that stuff, so they're all, like, starting to look really confused, and this one dude was all like, what the fuck, are you Asian? It was just, like, a really cool bonding experience with a bunch of drunken nerds who were complete strangers just in New York City, like, none of us had anything else better to do but go to a karaoke lounge on Christmas night in fucking Manhattan, and it's just so random that we all ended up there, you know? That's crazy. Uh, being there in that moment was such a unique and rewarding experience for me. And like I said, we all just kept saying that it was so random for us all to have found each other. Um, and especially, you know, when I think about that force that I told you about from earlier, that there was dragging me back to Koreatown, even though I was tired and I just wanted to go back to my uncle's place. Um, but you know, that it led me there, you know, this, this power, I don't know, maybe it was fate or maybe I just have good intuition or fuck. I don't know. Christmas miracle. What the fuck? I have no idea. But all I know is that if I'm able to continue applying these skills I'm developing for the podcast to make more things like this happen in my real life, I will gladly keep doing these episodes and talking to as many people as possible. Um, the project has been a lot of work, but the results have been worth every second. You know, it's been awesome. Uh, the friends I made up there were great. We exchanged phone numbers, Instagrams and shit. Next time I go up, maybe we'll get together. I don't know. You know, I don't want to count on it. It's not like we're best friends or anything, but you know, they were cool and who knows, maybe I'll see them again sometime. But if not, it was still a great experience, but going back, I was just talking about how the podcast has been a lot of work a lot of hard work. And um, I want to make one more phone call before I wrap up this episode um, involving hard work. Because back on episode 21, I talked to my friend Justin Nixon, who has been working his ass off on a stop motion animation feature called Battery Life. It's really insane stuff. And if you haven't seen any of the things if you missed the conversation from before that we had that was episode 21 like i said go back and check that out um it's insane it's really cool but i'm curious to see how the project has progressed in the past few months so let's give him a ring now and see what's up with justin hello hello sir how's it going good man what's going on not a whole lot i am just trying to stay awake because for some reason i have been incredibly tired all day awesome i've actually been pretty tired myself yeah i don't know what it is maybe it's just just working constantly working all the weather changing all those things that we blame tiredness on right i should just become a professional sleeper and give up everything else yeah that's not a bad yeah i think you'll be pretty good at it i mean <laughs> not that yeah, yeah. So, what have you been up to? The holidays are, like, making everything kind of slow right now, but we're getting ready to pick things back up. We're halfway through battery life now. That's so. awesome. Congratulations. That's cool. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, we just finished in Indiegogo. So, um, we raised some money, and now we have, like, some flexibility, which is good. So, like, we'll be done, hopefully, by summer. Wow. So, that's pretty, that's pretty soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems, like, silly to say that because it's December, but... This year just flew by so fast. I can't even believe it. Yeah, it was pretty quick. There's a um, have you ever seen the short online called uh, the Eagleman Stag? Uh, no. It's this 
there's a stop motion piece about um, how the older you get, the faster time becomes. Okay. It's it's interesting. He uh, he talks about how like he's with his son in one in one part of it, and he uh, and he's like time for him is so potent. Like how the two hours they spent together is like a four thousandth of his life or something like that. And but for his kid, it's like a whole. It's a much bigger fraction. You know. Huh. Yeah, I never thought about that. Is there anything else that you've been up to outside of battery life, or is that pretty much eating up your life still? No, there's. I've got a couple of things in the works right now. Um, I'm going to be featured at uh, Runaway Gallery, and I'll be showing like 10 second animation loops on a bunch of different screens, and I'll have some prints and stuff too. Uh, so I've been like putting that together. Is there a date for that? Uh, January 31st. We should plug that. We could talk about that. That's good. Okay, sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's where Dave Watts' thing was. Yeah, I ran into you there. Okay, so yeah, I've been there. I know where it's at. I'll come. Oh, I'm doing a, uh, a pop-up cafe. My brother and I roast coffee, and so we're going to be selling that at Salt of the Earth every Saturday morning in February. No shit. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like there's going to be a DJ, and like Salt of the Earth is going to prepare some something. There's, I think we're going to do a, a baker as well. Huh. Uh, kind of fell into my lap. My friend Doug Northcook was like, hey, we, you've been doing this. I think it would be awesome to like do an, like an event sort of thing with it. So that's happening. So that's, that's like all the stuff that's keeping me busy right now. That's really awesome. How long have you been roasting coffee? Is this recent? Yeah, yeah, like September is when that really started. Okay, happening. so that's something else that you picked up after we talked. Yeah. Yeah. As if you needed anything else to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have a really hard time saying no to things. Maybe you're like that as well. Somebody's just like... Right, that's that's what screws me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to be involved in as many different cool things as possible, which leads to a lot of... Night shifts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it leads to a lot of things never being fully done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to avoid that because I, I would like to see these things go go through. I think having like short, I have deadlines, you know. So like knowing that like up, coming up in February uh, is when I have to have like all this shit done. It kind of like gets my ass in gear. Oh yeah, but then you know you're sitting around and it's just the beginning of the new year, but you already have your life booked up until June. <laughs> yeah. So, so right. it's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never running out of things to do. No, definitely not. But, hey, you know, I'm glad to hear that you have all this awesome stuff going on and that you're keeping busy and things are going great. It's really good to hear. Yeah, thanks. I guess I'll, I'll be seeing you in January. I'll come to the art show. Yeah. We'll have to link up sometime soon and bullshit yeah. or whatever, and I'll be in touch. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, keep, you too, Keep man. fighting the good fight. I like <laughs> that's right never give up never surrender exactly as, as Tim <laughs> Allen said in, so famously in Galaxy Quest <laughs> yes and on that note <laughs> goodbye have a good day alright farewell see you man alright Justin that guy is a fucking force to be reckoned with how do you do all that shit I know I do a lot of stuff but f that guy does way more than me it seems like not that it's a competition or anything, but God, I don't, I get a panic attack just, you know, thinking about the things I have to do, but whatever, moving on, you know, 
I'm really fortunate that <laughs> I got to meet everybody that I got to meet this year and talk to on the podcast. Um, it's been a really great and rewarding experience, not trying to sound cheesy or anything, but it really has been. Um, it has been awesome, but it has been a, a lot of work. And if you're still listening to this now, then I figure you're one of the few people who I should actually tell this to. Um, in January, I'm actually not going to be posting any episodes at all. I'm going to take the month off from posting. So with that being said, this is actually going to be the last episode before February. I just really want to take some time to focus on finishing up the Sykes album. And I mean, I'll be recording new episodes and just getting a backlog built up. So whenever February hits, I could just start banging them out. But like for right now, there's just a lot going on. Doing these episodes is a ton of work, which I don't mind. But right now it's actually... I mean, I haven't been able to work on the Sykes album at all for the past two or three days because I've been putting this episode together. I don't get, unfortunately, I don't get a whole lot of time to sit down and do things anymore because of everything else that's fucking going on. So, yeah, that's that's what's going to happen there. But I have some really cool things in stock for next year. I have some really cool interviews lined up that I'm trying to nail dates down for. Um... I got a couple other things in the works too with the podcast and I don't want to I don't want to say too much now because there's always a chance that something might fall through and not happen but you know just a lot's going on in my head right now and I'm trying to manage all of it between this podcast, the Sykes album, Grey Walker and everything else that, you know, just life. Fuck. But yeah, I guess this will be it until next year, guys. Uh I am Sykes. Start the beat. 2014! It's the last time I get to say that. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.